calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hi, I'm Dave Larrabee from CFA Institute, and I'm joined by Tom Schneeweiss. Tom's Professor Emeritus at the Eisenberg School of Management at the University of Massachusetts and Associate Director at the school's Center for International Securities and Derivatives Markets. He's also the founding editor of the Journal of Alternative Investments and co-founder of the Chartered Alternative Investment Analyst Association. Clearly well qualified to talk to us today about alternative investments. Tom, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, there was a time when investing was pretty simple, at least in terms of our <laughs> asset class choices. Uh, but modern, modern portfolio theory is now over 60 years old. Is it still yeah. relevant? Well, relevant is certainly dominant, as you pointed out. It still is the principal way by most individuals are talked about addressing their own portfolio choices and how they look at their asset choices in their own portfolio. As you said, it's over 60 years old now. And maybe people call it APT, ancient portfolio theory. But if you really remember, it was a very important introduction at its time, even six, 60 years ago. It gave us a framework for how we viewed asset choice. Back then in the early 50s, we were looking at mostly stocks, people remember. One stock versus the other, one comparison. And I think Harry Marcus added a very important way of looking at asset choice that you just look at stocks in their individual isolation. You have to think of how they look when they're combined. And by suing it talked about how assets may in fact not be perfectly correlated and when combined, the portfolio of two stocks or three stocks or many stocks may give you a richer return to risk trade-off than holding an individual security. And so that concept of looking at assets not as standalone vehicles, but in how they act and how they look and how they perform for people in combination was an important uh, moving forward then. But again, that was 1950. And that particular approach he introduced at that particular time was pre-computers and anything else and pre-other assets that exist in the marketplace. And really diversification and correlation, the foundation for how assets perhaps could be combined to give you a lower risk for return trade-off has of course changed over the last 60 years. I think uh, people forget in the 1970s, futures were introduced. Later in the 70s, options came into use. In the 80s, we had a brand growth and a whole host of new investment vehicles, commodities. The 90s had hedge funds and structured products and managed futures. In the 2000s, we have an increasing technology and regulatory world where we even have a larger set of investment vehicles available to us that allow people to manage the underlying risk in ways that aren't limited to simply correlation and grouping stocks and bonds together. Mm -hmm. So I think what happens to modern portfolio theory is that it's a great, I guess, fundamental way of looking at the markets. It's important. But as time has gone on and the technology, people start to take the old modern portfolio theory, put it into Excel platform, and start you as the dominant and the primary and only way of looking at risk management. When in fact, we have so many new tools around us today that give us in the call the alternative investment space, a wider range of ways of looking at risk and looking at asset management that aren't restricted 
to what is unfortunately in the original Markowitz program simply related to risk defined as standard deviation and the means to manage that standard deviation primarily how assets are correlated with one another. Mm -hmm. So I would give you a, a great insight, uh, a product that is, became dominant and a product that you have to know when it can be used and of course it's, unfortunately in various instances it's particular problems. So are investors being rewarded then for that added complexity that alternatives bring to the portfolios? Well, this surprises me. Maybe it's the world I live in. I know some people call the Markowitz model, modern portfolio theory, as a complex model, right? And yearly, it's very simple, right? You're talking about assets, overall volatility, basically is a combination of the individual variances and how they act and correlate with one another. And when you talk about alternative investments, I don't know really, I think complex is probably the wrong word to use. I'm afraid to scare people. You go through the range of alternative investments that are out there, whether it be commodities, we understand fundamentally why they go up or down, demand for the underlying asset or increase in supply, price goes down, reduce in supply, price goes up. You're talking about private equity and real estate, again, supply and demand kind of determines the overall price movements of those assets. You're talking about hedge funds, there's a range of hedge funds, but in reality we understand how it's managed, short positions, how they are impacted by various kinds of activities. You're about futures and options, there's probably nothing more simple than a futures contract where the price of futures contracts fundamentally related to its underlying assets. So when people talk about complexity, I don't think alternatives, at least in the world that I live in, are all that complex. I think what people think about the complexity is that the results aren't simple. They thought that in the Markowitz model is really simple, and they said, ah, to make the Markowitz model work in today's world, we had to put all these additions onto it. We know that standard deviation isn't the only way of looking at risk. And a lot of different ways you can do to make the Markowitz model was a simple model to work, you had to make it more complex. You make models more complex and they don't work. You say, ah, it must be the complexity of the model or the complexity of the system or the assets are very complex. No, it's in fact, the results are simply not always the way we want them to be. Markets are by their very nature complex. I think what alternative investments offer you is a way to make what are relatively complex markets to work in a more consistent, simple fashion by allowing the person additional means to manage risk. Mm -hmm. Tom, you've been critical of the use of historical data to forecast future asset returns. What, what's the problem there and what's the alternative, if you pardon the pun? Yes. Well, in fact, it's kind of funny. We've both been in this market a long time. It always amazes me downstairs we'll be talking to a host of individuals. And the second page of every presentation is the old disclaimer that says, okay, anything I've done in the past has no relationship to where things are going inside the future. That should give people a hint on some of this. Uh, maybe taking off key a little bit, understand why for some reason people just think that if one month is great, two years of data are better, and five years are even better, and 20 years are even better than that. Mm -hmm. In fact, quite often, uh, there's a comment by a philosopher called George Santayana, which is basically those who forget the past are plagued to repeat it. I think it's really the other way around. If you only remember the past, you're plagued to repeat it. We've just talked here, take a minute here quickly to cut over the last 50 years, right? Think about how much the markets have changed in terms of technology, in terms of regulation, in terms of simply the market, the demographics, and think of all those potential impacts on how assets are therefore been priced and how they may in fact be priced differently today and act differently today than did 10 or 20 or even 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So we have a real problem. In fact, if we look at a quick little examples, so at one time corn was a commodity. Now it's more of an energy vehicle. Sugar, commodity. Now it's really an energy vehicle. We talk about assets like the S&P 500 and we forget 
that in the early uh, 2000s, the structure of the S&P, and if you looked at the composition, the S&P is completely different than it is today. Mm -hmm. You look at other types of benchmarks or assets that are out there, such as hedge funds. In the early 1990s, they were primarily global macro and, C and CETA informed. Today, equity long short and other types of strategies are more dominant in that particular area. So if you were to simply go back and say, well, how have hedge funds performed for the last 10 years or 20 years, you might get an entirely different picture as to how hedge funds or particular strategies act, act today, how they're traded. Dodd-Frank has changed dramatically how certain assets are traded. New vehicles come in, new vehicles come out, new technologies come in, new technologies come out. And as a result, looking at history as a pure indication, or it's a simple indication, of how a particular strategy or a particular asset is going to perform in the, in the future. And our rapidly changing world leads you to uh, a problem of, uh, what put it, um, believing in the past is a bad way of looking at, into the future as the sole means of understanding where asset movement is going, going to be going. And I would mm -hmm. be very careful uh, as an academic. We use many years because, in fact, the more observation you have, this may look too technical for your people, the lower the T's test, the more significance we can prove at a lower level. And so there's a reason why people want to use multiple years and multiple data. It's for their own advantage. It's not necessarily for the advantage of making the investor understand the true probability of how a market's going to work in the next investment period. Okay. Is there another misconception or two about when it comes to alternative investments that you can dispel for us today? I think one of the things, first of all, they're not a simple answer to everything, and they're not, at the other end, a failure to provide us real benefit to the typical investor. Okay. I think you're talking about an investor today is that we have a lot of opportunities to manage risk. And I think we don't concentrate on how we really want to think about risk or what is risk for different people. Is it standard deviation? Is it drawdown? Is it exactly what it means to you? And alternatives really give you a greater opportunity in a broad range, whether it be commodities, whether it be real estate, whether it be private equity, whether it be hedge funds, whether it be C all these alternatives provide you with a unique opportunity to make money in unique markets. And with unique opportunities come unique risks. I would advise every single person listening to this particular video here to understand it's their responsibility to understand the underlying strategy, understand its sources of return, understand when it's going to make money, and it's when it's going to lose money. And in that particular process, how it can be most beneficial to the overall portfolio and the other types of risks that exist within that portfolio back to Markowitz. Mm -hmm. They said Markowitz, the fundamental idea is that you have to consider the implications of the marginal implications of how adding a new security or a new asset or a new strategy does to your existing portfolio. And in so doing, you'll see how that portfolio's characteristics change. If those change in a way that is benefit to you as an individual investor, then that particular strategy, that particular alternative to a stock bond position, right? will offer you something. I think in that particular area, I think alternatives are just that. They're an alternative. They're an alternative to a simple stock bond model, which provides you certain types of return to risk benefits, but not in all markets. They add these wide range of strategies, give you new opportunities and new rewards in markets that going forward, you offer real opportunities to the investor. Take your time. Don't get scared. It's not complex. This is really a relatively simple world. And as long as you understand the fundamental product, go for it. Very good. Tom, thanks very much for sharing no your problem. insights with us today. Thank you very much. And thanks for watching. You can access our full catalog of content at cfainstitute.org.
Copyright 2014 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.